It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jesse Bates and the Cincinnati Bengals, as expected, did not reach a deal before the deadline. What does that mean for this team and other extensions in the future? You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake. Let's go. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we are the Locked On Bengals podcast, coming to you on the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you that subscribe and follow and welcome you to join that club. So we're delivered to your eyes and ears and your devices. First thing when we upload our content every day and I bet online bet online has you covered this season with all the props odds and lines you could ever dream of bet online is where the game starts James we're going to start today with Jesse Bates who has not reached a long-term deal with the Cincinnati Bengals he will be a free agent next March he might be a free agent well he'll be a free agent next March regardless he's threatening to not show up And that's where we're going to start today. He's threatening Mm -hmm. to not show up to camp. He's threatening to not play this season per various reports, including Josina Anderson. So we'll start there. We'll talk about the implications of the reports about what the Bengals offered Jesse Bates in terms of guaranteed money and what that means for some of the other Bengals free agents coming up in the future or what it means for the Bengals. And we talked last time, James, about the helmets that were being revealed, and they were teased. We'll get into the White Tiger to finish up the show, but we're going to start at the top with Jesse Bates not getting the deal done, as expected. All of the posturing, all of the threats did not culminate in the Bengals offering Jesse Bates and his agent a deal that was palatable enough for them. No, no deal. Not surprising. And, you know, there's various reports about what they offered, all of those things. But, yeah, you, you wanted to start with the the threats and the, the posturing that begins now. I've said over the past couple of weeks, look, after July 15th, it doesn't really matter. There's nothing he can do. And I guess there is. I guess he could cause waves and, and ruffle some feathers. And it sounds like that's going to be kind of the way this goes. Um and we can get into whose fault it is. I think both sides are at fault to a degree about why a long-term deal didn't get done. Both sides have valid points. And so this can uh, lead people down an uncomfortable road, especially Bengals fans that want to see the team keep Bates, but are also uh, Bengals fans. So that part is hard. Uh, as far as Jesse Bates not showing up, I just I don't understand how that's beneficial. For anyone in any industry going into the biggest year of their career, Uh, specifically an NFL player that has like a 10-year window, you know, of 
best case prime, right? Usually the prime is much less than that, but I'm just giving Jesse since he entered the league as a young player, you, you have like an eight to 10 year earning window. This is the biggest year of that because it's going to set yourself up for maybe an $80 million contract or something, you know, just bananas, maybe more than that, maybe a $20 million per year type of deal. Well, shouldn't you be in camp? Shouldn't you be working out? Shouldn't you be doing all of those things with your teammates, not just away from the team? Anybody can train, by the way. Anyone could train. There are football facilities all over. The, the place Joe Burrow works at, I could call Black Sheep tomorrow and just start working out there. That doesn't mean I'm ready to go on an NFL football field. Okay, two completely different things. So Bates can be in like workout shape and off-season training shape. It's different when you're got the helmet on and you're wearing the pads and all of those things that that come with training camp. So that's the part of it. I get the posturing, I get the frustration, but take a deep breath and really think about it. Because if he goes out there and balls out, he's going to make a lot of money. If he sits out, well, he's not going to sit out. I still don't buy that. I'm never going to buy that. God, what a bad decision that would be. Has that ever worked? I don't think so. And Le'Veon Bell's the worst case scenario, I would say. Um, so there's that. And two, if you show up, let's say you just show up for week one. If you're the Bengals, what do you do? Do you baby Bates and play him 32 snaps week one against the Steelers? Like that, Like that's the part. Now we're talking about it impacting the team and his role and how much of, of a role will he have if he misses all of camp and all of preseason or he could just show up, get paid the most money he's ever made in his life, and understand that this is the last year. I mean, a lot of people do that in different industries. They know, hey, I got to find a new job. I got I to gotta switch employers. That's the path to getting more money. It happens a lot. And I get it. It's different in football a bit. At the same time, there are some similarities. And, and so it's not like the Bengals can offer him a new deal tomorrow. It's done. Deadline's done. So I hope to see Jesse Bates at camp. Although there are a lot of people that are saying that he's not going to show up on time. Yeah, it sounds like at least on time. Maybe generally. He's threatening I, not to play the season, which again I, I would surprise I, me. I don't want to rule it out that he shows up because this still could be posture. You know, I mean, I know he was in Fort Wayne the other day. So, I mean, he's pretty close now to, to yeah, Cincinnati, he, he, a couple of hours away. And for those of you that don't know, that's where. That's where he has roots. I think he, his mom still lives there, or maybe she's in Cincinnati now. But but that was one of the things we talked about when we we first talked about him re-signing. Is that it's close to where it's close to Fort Wayne, close to Indiana, close to his roots. And so, a couple mm-hmm. things you said that that stood out to me. One, you're right that holding out a season generally doesn't work. Le'Veon Bell is certainly our most prominent recent example, but. It was pointed out to me recently that it is slightly different in some ways from Le'Veon Bell. He's a running back. He was a year older, and running backs generally have less tread on the tires. And in Le'Veon Bell's case in particular, he had a ton of wear on his. He had a ton of carries in college and a ton of carries with Pittsburgh. And so for Bell in particular, choosing to not play that year didn't work out. And I don't think there's any way that it helps Jesse Bates to sit out because you're, you're weighing the loss of $13 million against a chance to get injured and potentially a chance at future earnings, right? So mm-hmm. from, a, from a salary maximizing perspective, I think long-term for, Jess, for Jesse, it makes sense for him to play this year. Now, he can, as we've mentioned, skip training camp with no financial penalty. He hasn't signed his franchise tag yet. 
which means he's technically not under contract. And he technically has until pretty late in the season. I don't remember if it's week 10 or week 12, but pretty late in the season to come sign the franchise tag. And and then he still accrues the season. He gets paid for the remaining games. Doesn't get paid necessarily everything if he misses 10 games or whatever. But if he shows up for week one, he doesn't lose any money. To your point, that's terrible for the team. Missing training camp, missing all that install, missing all that time with your teammates is, is not good for the Bengals. And there will be conditioning questions. If he does show up for week one, how comfortable are the, are the Bengals with playing him a significant amount of snaps? That's yeah. uh, hard to imagine that would be a very big number. And then there's going to be a ramp up time for him. There's going to be a period of time when he needs to learn things. So not a great situation for anyone involved. I think and, they should have probably gotten this deal done last year. And this is probably a good transition, James, to talk about what was offered according to reports and what could have gone differently and, and talk a little bit about the blame game, because that is something that I think a lot of people are working through. Yeah. And I, I do want to get to that, but one, one other point, Bates is young, right? 25. So it was 24 last off season. Had they found a way to get a deal done, Right. And this was year one of the extension. No franchise tag. You're one of the extension. Let's say it's a four year extension at 28 years old. He would still be in his prime years and a free agent again. And that's the part that, you know, 25, 26, 27, 28. He'd be tested in the market as a 28 year old going into his age 29 season and probably getting paid again. And so this back and forth, this tag year. It might cost him a second big contract. Like his, you, you got the rookie contract, the second contract, which you want to be big and juicy. But he was young enough to where he could get that third one potentially before he, he turns 30. And now that's probably not going to happen. So that's the other balancing act here that he kind of gave up on the one end. And I get it if the Bengals didn't offer him enough. But I, I just I wanted to throw that out there because I think uh, it, it, given his age, was worth mentioning. But you're right, Jake. Guaranteed money. Apparently, it's still an issue. Not surprising. We'll dive into that and so much more next right here on Locked on Bengals. But Bet Online is your number one source for all things betting and sports info. So whether it's Dax Hill and the Defensive Rookie of the Year race, which now suddenly looks kind of juicy. Can you think about I mean, under the radar, Dax Hill, 31st overall pick. Well, if Jesse Bates doesn't report, if Jesse Bates isn't playing this year, Guess what? Dax Hill is going to be playing a heck of a lot, and I think he's going to play a decent amount anyway. So you can wager on that, NFL, Major League Baseball, anything and anything, everything you can imagine, you can wager at one spot. Bet online. It is the best spot for all of the scores and news this season, and maybe it's golf. Maybe it's boxing. Maybe it's MMA. Go to the website today. Sign up for free. Bet online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
According to Ian Rappaport's report, among other reports, the guaranteed money was one of the more significant issues in Jesse Bates not signing an extension with the Cincinnati Bengals. Supposedly, he was offered a five-year deal. That does take him all the way, James, like you mentioned, to age 30. There would be no third contract in that case. And maybe Jesse Bates, when he does eventually hit free, free agency, does a shorter deal so he can try to cash in again. Maybe not. Maybe he gets that four-year, $80 million deal that he may or may not be looking for. But according to those reports, the offer to Jesse Bates guaranteed in total only $4 million more than the franchise tag would have. That would put it somewhere around $17 million in total guarantees. Now, a couple mm-hmm. things about this to start. One, the average full guarantee at the time of signing for top 10 safeties in the NFL is $21 million. I looked at it last night, or on, on Friday night, sorry. And the number that Jesse Bates was probably looking for is probably more like top five safety guarantee, not top 10. Maybe he would have been okay if they get to 22 million, 23 million, 24 million in guarantees, but 17 million is probably a pretty far spot from what Jesse Bates was looking for. There is potentially a suggestion there that the average per year was in the 16 to 18 million dollar range for Jesse Bates, but we don't know that detail still. I'm surprised we got this level of detail about what the Bengals offer was. This almost certainly came from Jesse Bates' agent. I would say that. And so there is potentially a little bit of a grain of salt with which (laughs) we should take this report, but it's probably somewhere close to the truth or, or something to that extent. And this is just the Bengals doing business as they do business. They guarantee a signing bonus and they guarantee a year one roster bonus. And, so they probably offered Jesse a signing bonus in the range of 12 to 14 million and a year one roster bonus, much like Trey Hendrickson in the range of five, three, three to five million to make that number 17. If that number reported by Ian Rappaport is in fact what the Bengals offered and not just a report from Bates agents. So why not just guarantee something in year two? Guarantee Mm -hmm. something in year two, which is uncommon for you, but then gets those full guarantees closer to 25 million, potentially guaranteeing roster bonus, maybe guaranteeing some of that salary in year two. And it's not like he's not going to see the second year of the deal. It's not like you can cut Jesse Bates in the second year of this deal. If you're giving him all this money, you're going to incur a dead cap hit that is too much for you to deal with. And, the, the question this brings up for the future is, will you, will you change the way you do business for Jamar Chase, for T. Higgins, for Joe Burrow, for other players that you draft and develop? Because they didn't seem interested in doing it for Bates. That may be an organizational philosophy thing. That may be something specific to Jesse Bates and the way that they evaluate him. But it does give some concern for the future and it really makes you wonder you invested this capital, you develop this player. He's a captain. He's a really good player. And if that's not enough for you to go the extra mile to, to get that extension done, it's just a little bit troubling from an organization perspective. And there are reasons that Jesse Bates probably could have taken the deal and been realistically fine as well. We can talk about those mm-hmm. too. But starting with the organization, they are going to have to change the way they do business. 
It is inevitable. They will have to guarantee more money at some point for some superstar. And they don't see Jesse Bates as that superstar, but it is a little bit concerning that they're dragging their feet and making the change. A couple things. First one, Trey Waynes saw the second year of his deal. Trey Waynes did. He couldn't have had a rockier career with the Bengals, right? So, um, yeah, I, th- that's the first part. If you're the Bengals, what, what is the harm in guaranteeing a second year? Because what, what would have to happen for it not to work? To and, where? and the harm to- is they have to put the money into escrow. So there's that whole the Bengals are cash poor theory that gets another yeah. data point here. Yeah, but – Okay, they have $25 million just sitting there if they needed. They could put the full guarantee for Bates. I mean, the, the escrow stuff, you're telling me they don't have $13 million just sitting there that they could put in escrow for Bates, that, that 50%? I, I do. I, I think that hits more, and to your point, hits more with a borough guarantee. And that's the thing. This, this is what it really is. This is why Bates isn't signed. And it, Bates and his agent, David Mulligetta, think he's a superstar. The Bengals think he's a good player. That's it. That That's it. Because you know what's going to happen? The Bengals are going to assign Joe Burrow to a huge extension. And they're going to find a way to get that money in escrow and find a way to get that. Th- they are. Now, there might be rolling guarantees. It might be a longer uh, extension. It might be Patrick Mahomes-like. I, I don't know exactly how they're going to do it, but they're going to do it. I'm pretty confident in saying, assuming Jamar Chase continues to play like he did as a rookie, that Jamar Chase is going to be here for the next decade alongside Joe Burrow. The one that is interesting, and they do have the same agent, T. Higgins. And I think this year is really it's if he if T. Higgins has an eleven hundred yard receiving season, I don't know if the Bengals are going to be all in on. Oh yeah, let's give you, let's break the guaranteed money bank for you with how we structure deals. I don't know if they'll be willing to do that because they probably are doing it for Joe Burrow next offseason anyways. So that's the one that's interesting. How big of a year does he have? Uh, I know they think he's a really, really high-end player, um, but do they do that for T? That's the part. They clearly don't feel that way about Bates. They, they've got the, These two sides have gone back and forth now for a year plus about an extension. You're right. It would have made sense to do an extension last offseason um, Bates' asking price didn't go down because of his season, all of those things, whatever. The Minka deal impacted it. But at some point, they're going to have to change. At some point, they're going to have to give out big, big guaranteed money. And like it or not, they did not feel like Bates was worth it. And so Burrow absolutely is worth it. I don't think anyone in that organization would debate that. And, and so that's going to be the the intriguing one because of uh, on the priority list, of course, Burrow is ahead of Higgins, but both can be extended next offseason. And that's going to be, you know, quite an an interesting. I don't even think it's a dilemma, but it's just going to be interesting to see how they handle it, because you'd want to keep both ideally. And both would be going into uh, their fourth year. In T. Higgins's case, you have no fifth year option. So next year uh, is a a big offseason in their for their chances of keeping T long term. And, and Christian Kirk out here is making crazy money coming off a year for Arizona when he was 25, when he had 103 targets for 77 catches, 982 yards. And T. Higgins is probably going to produce a little bit better than that. So that uh, could certainly put 
the Bengals in, in a tricky spot, right? It's, it's going to put the Bengals in a spot where with the same agent with whom they've never completed a deal, he's relatively new to prominence. As far as I know, the Bengals have never completed a deal with one of his clients and they will have to find a way forward. Another thing that's a little bit interesting just about the cash theory, which is a pretty prominent theory at this point, I do think I'm not worried about Joe Burrow. I think that they will absolutely find a way to get that done. But I also felt that way about Jesse Bates last year. So there is that little little bit to it. But uh, <laughs> The the Bengals are the fifth lowest spending cash cash spending team in football this year. The last oh. few years that has not been the case. We've been and and throughout free agency when we were looking at it, we said historically they spend more money than this in cash, and we were expecting another move or two. And this is including the Jesse Bates money, by the way. Even if you were to add a Jesse Bates extension into this, they only go up a few spots. That's only a handful of million dollars because he's already accounted for with the franchise tag. So if they don't spend that money this year, there is a reasonable possibility. I'm not saying it's likely the case, but there's a possibility that they're putting some money away to handle Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in the future. Just, just saving a few bucks here and there so that they have it when they need it, which is likely next season for Joe Burrow is a big one. And so that's possible. I don't think it's likely because they are still an NFL team and TV money is crazy. It's just something to continue to watch. And and at some point, bottom line is this team is going to have to change the way they do guarantees if they want to maintain this window. And, And their philosophy is probably this elongates the window and Bengals fans watching thinks probably are thinking, well, if you if you're in a window and you have this player you developed, shouldn't you keep him for the duration of that window before the big Joe Burrow money hits? Before the really big Joe Burrow money hits, put that put that into Jesse Bates and and try to keep that defense going for a couple of years. It's a question because before all these offensive player extensions really add up, there's potentially time to get a lot of the big Jesse Bates expenditure done and, and have everyone be happy. Everyone, I think, is happy about the White Tiger theme that the Bengals announced. We'll finish up the show on a lighter note with the White Tiger helmets that are coming. They're coming. They're not officially seen to the public, but we'll finish the show there coming up next. Today's show brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, Rock Auto has been in the business for more than two decades. They're a family-owned company. And well, they're going to give you the parts for your car, truck, van, automobile for less. The same quality parts you'd get at the big box store or the dealership. Don't pay 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts. Not when you can go to rockauto.com. Not when you can shop from the comfort of your own home. Not when you can save time, save money, save energy all in one spot. So go to rockauto.com if you're looking for a fuel pump or if you're looking for a cabin air filter, if you're looking for anything and everything in between, something as simple as windshield washer fluid, rockauto.com has you covered. So go there now, rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All that talk about Jesse Bates and concern for the future, but something that I think we can all agree on, at least James and I can probably agree on, is that the White Tiger stuff is going to be pretty cool. And there's more coming, it sounds like. It has been teased by various Bengals employees on social media. There will be an official look at the helmets, I assume. Maybe that's why Chad Ochocinco Johnson flew into town on Saturday for a little photo shoot. Who knows? There, there may be another uniform coming. But let's start with the White Tigers. The Bengals releasing a video during the great Twitter outage of... What was that, Thursday morning? Mm-hmm. And uh, so Bengals fans had to go to Instagram or Facebook to see the video at first. But pretty cool video. And uh, you can see the helmet a little bit, apparently, toward the end in the background in the in the clouds. But it sounds like there's more coming, James. So I'm excited to see what else is coming out around this release. Yeah, let's start with the helmet. I, I think they got it right. We talked about it uh, on, on our last show. The fact that... And that's the thing with the Bengals right now. They've gotten a lot right. And so, you know, it's uncharted waters, uncharted territory. They keep pushing forward, and this is the way to do it. I mean, how many people have talked about, you know, an all-white helmet with black stripes? And that's what I would expect the helmet to be. Um, I mean, they talked about it for years and years. Our buddy Joe Goodberry talked about it years ago. I mean, 2013, I think, is when he first tweeted it or something like that. So uh, it, it's something the fans wanted, and I'm glad the fans are getting it. And by the way, it's going to look really, really slick. That being said, yeah, it, th- they have room for an alternate uniform, and I wonder what it would be. Do, do you bring back uh, a version of the color rush from a, a few years ago, which those were sweet with the block letters? I mean, those color rush uniforms would go really well with that type of helmet. Do you go – I've seen some mock-ups – where they go to the, the 90s and early 2000s and, and kind of make bring that, bring back the Leaping Tiger, which people have teased, bring back all of those things uh, and some of those assets and put together a uniform with the white Tiger Stripes helmets. I, I don't know. Here's what I know. That the, the helmets, the, the white Tiger helmets should be worn with their white jerseys and white pants that they currently have. That doesn't mean you can't wear them with another uniform too. At least one time this year, Bengals, make sure you do that because it's going to be sweet. Our guy Seth Reese just crushed the edits. It was I, I never saw another edit that was better than the ones he was putting together of, of Burrow and Chase and I think a few others in, in the all-white. So uh, I'm excited for it regardless because, uh, look, I, I got asked this on, on what, Friday? Like, why do people care so much about uniforms? Well, if you're a fan of a team, and you want to buy their merchandise, guess what? You want them to look good, and you also want to feel good and look good while you're wearing it. And so now people, I think, feel much better about the Bengals uniforms than they did, say, two, three years ago. So hopefully that continues. And, yeah, maybe we get another another alternate uniform. That would be nice because they have four different ones. I don't think it's orange pants. You never know. Maybe it's the orange pants that people have been asking for. 
Yeah, I think the the idea of bringing the color rush back is probably. I mean, it would be so similar to just their white jerseys now. Maybe it's a revamped color rush, though, right? Where it's I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's an orange color rush, but a few teams already do that. I don't. I don't think that's in the cards. I think they like. I don't know. We'll we'll see what's coming. It seems like it's going to be white tiger theme, though, right? And so that's that's what'll be interesting. We we saw some of the uh, some of the old tiger leaping tiger logo that was in white maybe there's maybe the return of the white tiger logo is coming there's some mock-up showing you know white tiger end zones instead of the orange and black the white and black the the leaping white tiger at midfield a, a prime time game where they wear the white shirts the white pants the white helmets with the white tiger at midfield and the white end zones It'd be a very different feel from cool. the orange and black. There'd be a little bit of orange accenting, of course, because of Paul Brown Stadium, because there's a little bit of orange in the white uniforms, but that could be that could be pretty neat, I think. If they if they do that, we're gonna get a a white and black locked on Bengals logo with no orange in the background. Just letting you guys know now. We'll we'll get someone on that. Yeah. We'll we'll do some get our people. All those right. people we have. Not us. Not us. We will not do that. But someone will do that. <laughs> All those people. So that's pretty fun. That's pretty exciting. Fun to see the, the social and, and the fan experience and the fan engagement pushed forward. Lines up a little bit with over at The Athletic, Paul and Jay do every year. Paul Daner and Jay Morrison do their fan survey. And, and one of the questions is, do you feel heard or, or do you feel like the organization values you as a fan? That number way up, winning cures all that ails, but also I think Elizabeth Blackburn's efforts and and the ring of honor and and stuff like this helps that as well. So uh, you, the Bengals fan, are feeling more valued, I think, than recent history would have shown. Over under 11 and a half. I'm going to set the bet online number at 11 and a half. Games Jesse Bates plays this year for the Bengals. You taking the over or the under? I think over. I don't think Jesse Bates – I know reports indicate that he doesn't intend to play on the franchise yeah. tag, doesn't intend to sign the franchise tag. Leaving $13 million in a year's worth of film a year off just doesn't seem like the right business move for Jesse Bates. That is not maximizing your long-term earnings. I don't even think that's – like it's it's mitigating the potential of a career-ending injury this year when you don't have any more guaranteed money. But even if you have that, you now have $13 million in the bank. And Mm -hmm. I know inflation is crazy, but you can live on $13 million. So that's generational wealth, you know, at least the start of it. So there's some risk to it. It's safety. That risk isn't terribly high, just from a wear and tear perspective, the amount of damage that safety's take again going back to Le'Veon Bell compared to running backs whose careers end every year uh on on the drop of a hat so I think over I I don't think I think he reports at the latest for week one I don't think Jesse Bates intends on missing a game check agreed no I agree I was just curious and that's why I said 11 and a half it's basically do you think he skips the first half of the season and then comes back or not and I, I don't see him missing. And if yeah. I'm Jesse, I'd be there for camp. I just – it would be like – honestly, it would be like if this was the biggest podcasting year of our career, which the, the next year is the biggest, so it is. But 
we had to maximize ourselves and we're not going to get together. We're not going to record at all. Even though we've done this for years now, we're not going to get together and record at all until week one. Well, that's pretty tough to do. We're going to have a whole training camp and a bunch of preseason games and all of this stuff to go through and work through. Guess what? Our rapport after this past couple, three days a week, our rapport is going to be much better in late August than it is right now, even though we've been working together for years. Well, just getting back into that, that rhythm, right? This is yeah. a lot of what any, anything's about. You come back from a break, you need to get back into a rhythm. And, and so we're going to get back into our rhythm with training camp coming up next week. We've got some training camp previews for you this week to tide you over. And if you need more, Locked on NFL still five days a week. So you can go check that out. We're back to five days a week next week. And this week we'll have offense, defense, training camp previews dropping for you on Tuesday and Wednesday night for your drive into work on Wednesday and Thursday. So until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening. Who day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.